There is some colorful language that starts pretty early on in this episode. Take precaution when listening with kids. Okay, if this is your first time here, I recommend you start at episode one. In the last episode, I decided to start a side hustle. So in this episode, I'll be diving into the initial steps I took into finding a sellable product. Just keep in mind, I'm not a guru or an expert, so please don't take this as a how-to guide for starting a business. And if things feel a little technical, just bear with me. I'm just here to share my story. Also, to get you up to speed, in the next several upcoming episodes, I will be catching you up on all the work I did in 2022 until, eventually, we will arrive at the present day. First step in starting a side hustle? Figure out what to sell. Trust me, it was not as easy as you might think. This is a story of starting over in your 30s told in real time and how I'm trying to navigate my way through a confusing juncture in life. I have suddenly realized the life I'm living is not the life I want. In each episode, I'll be sharing every step of my journey as it's unfolding in real time, the good, the bad, the ugly. From starting a side hustle to completely reconsidering and questioning every goal I ever made for myself in my 20s, I'll be taking you on this journey with me to figure out my life all over again. To help capture the experience of starting a side hustle, at different times, I would pick up the microphone and just start recording the thoughts in my head. In the spirit of opening up about these thoughts, feelings, and emotions of going through this journey, I will share these raw moments with you throughout this podcast. So this is me recording my thoughts in the moment. I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. I, it's 3 p.m. I've been sitting in front of my computer since about 9. I have been going through products after products after products. Product research, what feels like the bane of my existence. I really actually came across a really good idea, and I'm so fucking frustrated because... Pardon my French. I really emphasize that F-bomb, but I really, really, really felt so frustrated at the time, and maybe you can tell, I'm just confused on why things feel so hard. I can't... Okay, either... Either my idea is pretty shit and that's why there's not really good results coming back or maybe it's something that could be people would really like because there isn't something already out there like that. The general concept of product research is that you're trying to find out if there's a big enough demand for the product before you start selling it. It seems like it would be such a basic step, but in actuality, this was so far the hardest step. And by so far, I'm fully aware that I'm also at the very beginning, so please don't judge me. So for my research strategy, I was thinking I could base it on my go-to-market strategy, which really meant I'm just searching for everything under the sun because honestly, I don't even know what market I want to target. I think it either goes one of two ways for people starting their own business and feeling a little lost doing it. They either know exactly what they want to sell, but they don't know how to turn it into a business, or they know that they want to start a business, but they have no idea what they want to sell yet. For me, 
It's definitely the latter. See, this is the thing about product research. It's me again, recording a moment several months ago where I became pretty overwhelmed and defeated. You can just get so mentally drained. I'm, I'm drained, honestly. I think I need to take a break. I'm about to go crazy. I've been spending hours and hours and hours doing this. And this is... Oh, ugh, I keep hitting the microphone again. But this is... Yeah, this is where, this is where mentally I just completely second-guess myself. Like, what am I doing? I can't find product that I, that I think would work. Things that I think would work don't seem to have any data behind it, results, or good sales. So, obviously, I'm not doing this the right way, I guess. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so I think it's pretty obvious by now that things haven't started off that great. Growing up, I did learn that education can get you places, so I decided my first step would be to educate myself. This is where YouTube was so handy. The first step of starting a business, probably obvious, is, as we've said before so many times, you have to do your product research. Product research was this back-and-forth battle for me, and most of it had nothing to do with the actual product itself. Every time I thought I found a good product to build my brand around, I was pulled backwards by the creeping effects of self-doubt and feelings that I wasn't good enough to pull this off. To try to combat that fear... And honestly, my way of achieving most things in life so far came from imposing self-discipline. So I figured the best way to start this new venture, I say that in air quotes, is to create a list of things that I needed to do to start an online business and build a daily routine around that. Throughout 2022, I've been waking up between 6 and 7 a.m. during the work week and start the day by immediately taking my rescue huskies, Shadow and Storm, for an hour walk. Yes, I was one of those people that adopted a rescue dog during COVID because I was working from home, alone, for far too long. I adopted Shadow in summer of 2021, and a year after that, I felt like two huskies are better than one. So I adopted Storm, and now I have two crazy huskies keeping me on my toes. But anyways, this isn't a podcast about huskies. These morning dog walks give me the chance to listen to my podcast, YouTube videos, anything related to starting online businesses. Also, I've been listening to a lot of things around manifesting new things in life and other self-help related content that really helps motivate me to take action for the day. I've come to love these morning walks because they really help me get that research time in before I have to start focusing at my nine to five job. So after a couple months of listening to all this content, I decided that I will start my business on Amazon. After all my research, I found that there are a lot of pros and cons that come with selling on Amazon versus selling on your own website. When weighing them out, selling on Amazon is the direction I've decided to take. Okay, now that that's decided, I still have to go back and figure out what this first product will be. Okay, products, products, products. Phone, shower holder. Not 
bad, but I want it to be, hmm, I want it to be a little different. Sounds pretty boring, right? This is what project research sounds like. Pitching products to yourself and then trying to critique them one by one. Doing this at home alone resulted in a lot of talking to myself. Oh. A shower wall, phone holder, hands-free, bathroom, kitchen, office mirrors. Interesting. This could be a little bit better. Here, I'm trying to analyze the potential of selling a bathroom phone holder, which, in hindsight now, I was way too optimistic about. Uh, we've got... Hmm. I mean, it's kind of a gamble. I like the idea of a phone being in the bathroom and um, kind of floating on a shelf in the bathroom so you can maybe watch your YouTube videos or, or listen to your podcasts or uh, maybe even do your phone uh, phone calls, like your work calls um, while you're getting ready for work. I guess there's so many scenarios, which is kind of why I like the idea of a bathroom phone holder. Okay, so I won't be the best person to guide you on exactly what you should be doing if you're attempting to start your own business, but I will share with you the trials and tribulations I've gone through so far. In this next part of the audio diary, I began explaining the initial steps I took for the product research. I was giving myself kind of a recap of what I'd been doing so far. I mentioned... Um, that I've been doing product research for the last six months, really. I started, and first I was learning how to do it. And I think learning how to do it, you know, there's several different methods. I was trying to, I was YouTubing all the different methods, how to really deep dive the categories, how to deep dive the criterias, um, making a list, what to look out for, how to keep track of everything. And, you know, I, I work full time and, and my job is pretty intensive and sometimes I work overtime. So I really just spent my spare time doing product research. Like I said before, product research has been a very high and low emotional process for me because I feel like a lot is riding on this first product. Product research has taken me hours upon hours upon hours, and even when you think the hours of research are almost over, add way more hours to that. I think some of the deceptive part of the YouTube videos I was watching, they told me that if you just spend a couple of hours in your spare time just doing basic product research, it could take you maybe two weeks, maybe a month to really find the right product. Honestly, for me, I can easily cross off six months off the calendar where all I was doing in my spare time was product research. Why did it take me so long? Here's a look back on how things were going for me at the time, and maybe it provides some insight into the reasons of my struggles. So, and going through that process, it's felt so tedious. I've honestly spent the last... Um, solid three to four months like really wanting to nail down the final product and just get it up and running and because I haven't found exactly the perfect product and also because my fears get in the way so many times I I guess I've kind of been holding back because I'm scared I'm going to choose the wrong one and I know that's everybody's fear and that fear has definitely been dragging out for me but it's now or never, really. I'm getting pretty exhausted by this process, and I almost feel like 
if I don't choose something now, I might give up on this whole thing. I might just think, oh, this is such a stupid idea. Why am I even doing this? As the perfectionist that I am, I am the type that will hold back from just starting something because it is not perfect. Through the frustration of perfectionism, I'm now learning that nothing will ever be perfect. And it definitely won't be as perfect as you want it to be. But it can't be the reason you don't keep moving forward. Because I knew I wanted to start a side hustle, but I didn't yet know what I wanted the hustle to be about. Finding this first product was like trying to pin a nail on the donkey while being blindfolded, spun around a thousand times, pulled into different directions without knowing which way is straight. Basically, I felt lost, confused, dizzy, tired, unmotivated, exhausted, everything. Thankfully, I've been learning how to pin the nail on the donkey long enough that it's taught me a few things, and I'll share those with you now. Bear with me, this might sound a little technical, but I'm just hoping it's helpful. First, Amazon products are sold under categories, and there are good and bad categories to take into account when you're new to Amazon. Researching what's a good product and a bad product to start with has a bit to do with common sense and also just knowing what people are most interested in buying. The top things you want to look out for when finding what sells and doesn't sell on Amazon is to know the product's historical bestseller rank. You also need to know the average price point of the product, how many competitors already exist, the number of reviews the competitors already have, the estimated average monthly sales of the product, and even more important than all of that, how can the product be improved? How can you make it better? A lot of this information is gathered through software, so I did invest in one, and it helped me access the data that I needed to analyze, which was helpful. The research process is to track the criteria for the products that you think you would like to sell, and when a product does meet the criteria, you potentially have a good product to start with. Now I say potentially because then there comes all the other logistical things to consider when it comes to finding the right supplier. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Here's my inner monologue trimmed down so that you can hear me go down the rabbit hole and then switching it up to walk myself out of it with a little more clarity than I started, or at least I was trying to. Oh. <laughs> the ones that do really good sales are actually the car phone holders, and I'm trying to look for a bathroom phone holder. It's, I mean... Should I just be selling a car phone? See, this is the thing about product research. You try to think, you try to do the research for what you're really interested in. And then you just so easily get down a rabbit hole because you end up finding these random things. And you're kind of like, hmm, I still, I'm still kind of curious like what it does. And all these car phone holders sell hundreds of average sales a month. And obviously that's that's pretty good. But then at the same time, so many people sell car phone holders. Yeah, literally like, um, yeah, there's so many here. But so many people sell these and you can find them like in any gas station, um, any, any store. There's car phone holders literally everywhere. So I feel like, but then they sell so well on Amazon as well. Hmm, this is why research is a little bit daunting. This is a back and forth struggle I kept having with myself. I would start off excited about a product, but then as I researched it, I would have all these internal battles with myself on why it might not work. You know what? 
I've just switched it up. I actually am looking up the expandable bathtub trays, which I think are so cute. I definitely would be a user. And that's the thing. I want to be... Um, I want to sell a product I actually like, I actually would use. I don't want to sell this random shit that I would never, I'm only just selling. I'm not going to be a big user of it. So switching gears because the whole phone bathroom holder thing really annoyed the shit out of me. So I have been looking up bathtub tray holders and okay, that's the thing. It's better they're pretty popular. There's obviously so many options to choose from, so many different designs. So there's options here. I could do something different with it, which is, you know, the point of of choosing a product is um, picking something that you can improve or make look nicer, um, some, something that's more attractive that people would choose yours over all the other options that already exist. But I like the idea of a bathroom tray holder. After months and months of Amazon searches, following social media trends, keyword list analysis, my product tracker sheet grew to almost 100 products of things I thought would make a good product to sell. After going through the criteria checklist, at the end, they all failed to meet the cut for one reason or another. Here are some of the products I thought would be a killer, but failed in the end. Okay, starting with smart water bottles. So... I thought it'd be a really cool idea to have a smart water bottle attached to an app. But honestly, as cool of an idea as it would be, it would be too much to start with as my first product. So I wanted to try something a little more simple. Then I was looking at ice face massagers. These got super trendy on TikTok and Instagram where you get to stick a little thing in the freezer, let it freeze, and you get to smooth out your face with that ice cold, you know, stuff. But obviously... It was a bit too trendy to start with. Ring jewelry cleaner machine. I wear a lot of silver jewelry, and I think just for my own personal uh, sake, I thought this would be a good one, but uh, probably not. Then we were looking at fun artsy AirPod holders. Then I looked at light-up door hangers, which mm, kind of stupid, to be honest. So at one point, I was fostering a cat, and... I really liked how I saw this cat wall massager thing. And I thought it'd be a really good product to sell for people that have cats. But it didn't really have much data, actually. Then I was looking at multi-purpose retractable leashes. Can you tell I have animals? Something that also was pretty trendy on TikTok was a typewriter keyboard. It looked so cool. But then I saw so many of them, I thought, okay, there's already too many out there. The one that really stuck with me was the shower phone case, but like I said, I was a bit too optimistic about it. Kind of keeping in the same theme, I was looking at a light-up shower head, but again, maybe it was a bit weird. Then I was looking at kitchen organizers that hang on the wall because it just felt logical. Another idea was this paintbrush water container where you can clean your paintbrushes and it was specially made to clean them out with water while you were using them. And yeah, I think, again, obviously not a very good first product to start with. The list goes on and on, and you can tell I was all over the map. Honestly, some ideas were silly, many of them fell flat, and now in hindsight, some of them were cringy. 
again, as I was going through this whole experience, I decided to record something positive about the moment. Here is the result. Just want to share my thoughts that product research definitely is the hardest part. And I think there's maybe a lot of people that might say, not that I don't think anyone really says it's easy, but I think people say, oh, you just need to invest a little bit of your spare time and you'll figure it out. I mean, I have spent so much of my spare time trying to figure it out and still in a place where I um, haven't exactly finalized the first product I will launch. So yeah, it is a tedious process, um, but the good part about that is, or I guess what I keep leaning on is only the people that are super driven and motivated to succeed won't give up in this step. I think there are a lot of people that end up giving up in this step because as I've learned, this it's so, it's so tedious, I personally almost gave up several times. And I thought to myself, this cannot, like, this can this won't work for me um i'm not going to be good at this i can't even figure out how to get a first product obviously this means i i'm gonna fail um so i guess the silver lining or maybe the thing to hold on to if you are in a place where you're stuck or you have an idea but you're stuck in the process of uh researching it and figuring out how you're gonna improve the idea or improve um, the uniqueness of, of what your brand will be. The hardest part is the first part. So far, at least, I haven't gone through the rest of it, but I would say this first part has been pretty intense and there's a lot of pressure, but this is, I feel, if I can get through this first phase, then I can definitely, I know that I'll succeed. I know that I'm driven enough to not give up. That's what my advice is for you. In the hardest parts, this is where you can't give up. This is where most people give up. This is what is gonna make you stand out and make you more successful than the next person because in the hardest part where people did give up, you decided not to and you kept pushing. Therefore, with that drive, and motivation to not give up that will get you to the next phase and the next phase and the next phase and you will come out successful you just have to stick it out keep trusting yourself that you can do it and just keep pushing through some some things might slow you down and that's okay sometimes life gets in the way and that's okay too just pick back up where you left off as quick as you can and continue so join a group or, or find a mentor or a coach or, you know, really um, find something that keeps you proactive in your hunt. And you obviously might not be trying to get on Amazon, but you might be trying to launch your own business, your own coaching um, business, your own product line, your own brand, and find something that can continues to support you through your process. Maybe um, there's some Instagram pages you can follow or there's a podcast that you can listen to that can help you through your education or, or your journey of starting a business. So yeah, that's really helped me because my product research process definitely was not two weeks, nor a month, nor three months. It's still going. 
So yeah, my recommendation is find something that can keep you going in whatever form that is. Coming up, scenes from the next episode. Out of a list of 10 products which Sarah highlighted, I filtered it down to three. So, according to the data, my top three products which matched all the criteria are the following. If you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast. And to help spread the word as we are brand new, rate and review us five stars to help get this podcast out there. Follow us on our Instagram page at starting over underscore in real time for more fun content about the journey. Any and all support is always appreciated. I cannot wait to continue to share this journey with you.